0: Hello and welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, we've made our way to chapter five in your book where you write about the eight things that love is not, or as you've said, the eight things that fear is. So far we've said love is not anger, rude, envious, and the fourth thing that you list is that love is not prideful. So Kenny, when you think about pride, how do you define that?
1: So um, before I define it, I'd like to just say I think that pride is the most dangerous of the eight things that love is not or that fear is, because it's it seems to me to be the seed or uh, the root of all the other things, um, and also because it's really well disguised. So so it's, it's like um, it's a trap that looks very welcoming and seems um, normal and and expected. In other words, like, you know, I should be proud of doing some good thing um, and, and all these other things. But it, but if we take the bait, if we keep playing around with it, it's like a fire and it's going to get out of control and, it's gonna, and eventually it's going to consume us. But I mean, the, the definition of pride in, in the dictionary is just a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements or the achievements of someone else. And so you at first thought, you know, I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? You know what's what's wrong with being proud of uh, what I've achieved or what someone else has achieved? And I would say, at the fundamental level, what's wrong with that is is that it's a it's somewhat of a faith or a belief in ourself and which becomes a counterfeit for a faith or a belief or trust in God. And, and so pride is—a so lot of times I think—I was going to say pride is selfish, and a lot of times pride is a response to shame. So shame is a fearful response, um, and, and, and sometimes it's justified, but many times it's not. But the reason that, that we struggle with shame is because we value ourselves. And if we can deny ourselves, that's the real answer to shame. The real answer to shame is self-denial, self-denial, selflessness is the real answer to shame. The counterfeit answer to shame is pride. So it's like the opposite side of the same coin. So you're still you're still trapped in selfishness. If I'm ashamed, if so, I can feel ashamed. By the way, and and many times we do things where we should actually. Feel some sense of shame, but whenever shame begins to rule my life, it's because I'm self-consumed, or I'm focused on self, and so then the pride. Then you see this in so many different trends and in so many places. You know, you got someone who was hurt, they were shamed, they lived in this for a long time. Now, now they became it. They became it because they became, not maybe not intentionally, maybe not originally because they were selfish or hateful, but they allowed the hurt to, to fester for so long, they nursed it for so long that now they're self-obsessed. And and w- once they become that, now this shame is eating their lunch, and then their response to that is to become prideful, which is also self-obsessed. Mm. And, and so it's the same, so it's like jumping out of the frying pan yeah. into... Yeah, into the fire, you know, and so that's the that's the lure of pride. But pride does two things when you let it take control or if you be let you allow it to begin to rule your life. One is that um, it just totally blinds you like um, to your own foolishness because it is a belief in self. Um, and, and, And I think a great example of that is David and Goliath. And so you have um, Goliath, who's the monster and the, the giant in a land, and you have David, who's just a boy. And and, and Goliath is coming. He, for 40 days, he came out to everyone and said, basically, he was saying, look at me, I'm the biggest and baddest guy in the valley, and just send anybody you have over here. If anyone can defeat me, you can have everything. And And I would say that Goliath was... In his pride, he his belief was in himself, and in his pride, he was standing in front of all these guys, with like he. I would say he was probably fully convinced, like so. Pride fully developed becomes totally foolish. Like he he had total belief in himself to the point to the extent that it totally blinded him. So then comes this little boy, and he says. Why is everybody afraid of this guy? And, and they say, take a look at him. I mean, look at him. And that's how the world is. It's like, look, you know, they, they act so tough. They look so tough. Everything's outside in. Look how strong they are. But David, sa- David says, well, um, I'm not coming in the name of myself. I'm coming in the name of God. And I have faith and belief and trust in him. And then before he goes, I thought this was so neat. You know, it's like before he goes, he convinces Saul to let him go face the giant. And Saul's like, okay, well, if you're going to go, let me give you all this stuff to make you look and feel strong. So he suits him up in armor and a sword and all these things. And David's like, I can't move in this stuff. You know, and so he takes it all off. And then he goes in humility with faith and trust in God. So he goes down there with a slingshot and some rocks, right? And then David comes out, and David says, what a fool. You know, that, I'm, I'm sorry, Goliath. <laughs> God, this is my God. Goliath comes out. Goliath says, who, who do you think I am, a, a dog? Like you come to me with sticks? So he starts mocking David. And then he's telling him how he's going to feed him to the animals and the birds, and then he's envious, Because David apparently is healthy looking and handsome or something, so for pride's always envious. That's what I mean by like pride is the root of that. So why why would you be distracted by being envious? I mean, you're here to fight a battle. What what how's that even getting in here? And then he becomes so blinded by his own pride, saying you know telling David how he wasn't even a worthy opponent that he walks right up to him. He says he says he walks closer to him. Well, look man, if the guy's got a slingshot. It's not good at a long range. Like, the last thing you want to do is get closer, at least without protecting yourself. So, so it just, it's, it's astounding to me. Not only did, did God deliver David, and I believe God definitely worked in and through that, because David allowed him to. No, no. Not, I'm not saying God needs his, our permission to work in our lives, but in some sense, I, I don't think God will defy our own will. And so David positioned himself so that God could work in his life through his trust in God, not himself. And so he's standing there with a sound mind. Goliath, blinded by his own pride, literally walks up there and makes himself an easy target. David with one stone kills the man. I mean, like David didn't even break a sweat. Yeah. Right? He didn't get he didn't skin his knuckles. It was it wasn't even a battle at all. And that's what happens in our own lives when we we become, and I've done it so many times, like so many times, and I still do it. But I become so convinced of my own ability, my own power, my own strength, that I be- that I begin to have faith in myself. And the problem is that if, if I have faith in myself, it's only a matter of time before that starts breaking down. Then I become insecure in my faith in myself, which I should be because it's not secure to begin with. And then when other people point anything out whatsoever, I become angry, and I become rude, and I start becoming these other eight things that love is not, then pride, it, it rules my life. And then if I, if I won't humble myself, I mean, those should, those should be signs that we need to humble ourselves. You know, it's not too late at that point. I feel angry. I feel rude because, okay, that's an indication I'm prideful. The answer is not to become more prideful and to become more blind. The answer is to just seek the truth. And ask why, but pride wants us to double down, and if we keep doubling down, man, we just we defeat ourselves.
0: Yeah. So that was my question when you were talking, thinking, how does it prevent us? How does pride prevent us from being a loving person?
1: Yeah, because pride is me first. Pride is mood. Pride. I'm talking someone. Pride is rooted in myself. And so it because it's faith in myself, then it puts me in this position to perpetually defend myself. Mm-hmm. So anything that you say or do that that I perceive as devaluing me requires that I defend myself, not you. Where love's job is to defend you, not myself.
0: Because you're because that person is taking away what you have confidence in.
1: That's right. Yep. And and what you what you the, the not just what you have confidence in, but the foundation of your whole belief system, you know, because because everything, I think the solution to every problem, and the cause of every problem is is rooted down deep in some fundamental broken belief. So a lot of times when we try to solve problems in our lives, you know, we try a thousand different things and and. Most of the things that we are trying are not the real problem. They're symptoms of the problem. So we're trying to fix all this other stuff, basically kind of, in in the example of the tree, we're trying to create our own fruit, Mm -hmm. and we exhaust ourselves in that process. But the real problem is rooted in some fundamental belief system that we have. So if my fundamental belief system is, and of course, nothing's more fundamental than what we trust and we believe is the truth— so, if my fundamental belief system and the truth that I believe above all other things is that I'm enough and I'm better than anyone, than others, or that 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 I am my, I sustain myself, then everything out that comes out of that is going to be those those other seven things that love is: anger, rudeness, and all that. Which is and your question was, you know, how does it prevent us from loving? Well, that creates us. That creates fear in us. We become fear, and and fear is the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. So we're always doing everything we do is for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be defensive. Um, you know, we're we're self righteous. We don't want to hear what other people have to say, or if we do, all we're thinking about is how that makes us look. So instead of just thinking about what is the truth here, regardless of how it makes me look. Um, we're blinded to the truth because all were, were consumed with, with me, and then that it fools, Eventually, that hurts everyone around us, while it's destroying us.
0: Yeah, you opened up by saying it's. You think it's the most dangerous of the eight. And you also said it is often disguised. How is it disguised?
1: Um, all right. When I said disguised, I'm. I mean, I'll give you an example. Um. My dad was, you know, he brought us up hunting, and he taught us how to hunt. And and the first thing we had to learn was gun safety. And so, the way he approached that was because guns are so deadly. He didn't. He didn't want. He wouldn't allow us to play with them at all. Like they were not a toy, and it didn't matter if it was a real gun or a toy gun. If he saw me in any way using a toy gun recklessly then it would probably cost me my real gun privileges and that if he ever became aware that I couldn't properly handle that gun safely then um, I would lose all of my hunting privileges and he would come off the hinges you know when he witnessed that and to me it seems silly um, especially a toy gun so I'm like how could how? it's like dad and so I asked him once, I was like, Dad, you know, you're, I understand, you know, you're worried about gun safety and all that, but this is a toy gun. Like, what difference does this make? And, and th- what he said was, listen, because I love you, like the last thing I ever, you have no, you don't understand the devastation that comes either the c- loss of your own life because you mishandled a weapon, or maybe worse than that, you resulting in taking someone else's life because you mishandled a weapon. And so, you see that as a toy gun, but it's still a gun. And so I'm not going to allow you to even get remotely close to mishandling this. And, and it built within me a, a respect for weapons that, you know, 50 years later, you know, I'm still safe around weapons. So, but your question was, you know, what what how uh, what was your question? How is it disguised? How is it disguised? So I think it, it's disguised like the toy gun. You know, it's, it's like, you know, well, it's OK to be proud of my children or to be proud of an accomplishment. And it, and and so it's like it's no, that's no difference than playing with the toy gun. It can't hurt anything. You know, so it, it presents itself as by disguise. I mean, it presents itself as harmless. But what I'm saying to you is that pride is like a thousand times more dangerous than any gun. You just don't realize it. And so we so by what I do in my own life is I become proud of a whole bunch of little harmless things. But if you really dig into them, it's a very small belief in myself. and and it's planting the seeds that can grow and develop into something later, or that I can plant and grow and develop in my own children later that are going to come back to haunt them, that, that, that the little bitty pride, the little bitty proud is going to grow up to be become real pride in their lives because we're laying a foundation and a belief system there. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't come in just like Satan and everything. It comes in disguised as harmless and almost seemingly so. But once you see what pride fully developed becomes and the, endless suffering it brings with it the the destruction of relationships of families of businesses of lives i mean the 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 mental anguish the suffering everything that comes out of because because when someone's really rooted in pride if they if they let that fully develop it's almost impossible to get them out of that's the hardest thing in the world to deal with like you can't even get them to listen you it's 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 like massive destruction comes from this so
0: so what's the remedy? How do you how do you combat pride in your life?
1: Humility and the truth. So you, we have to be willing to face the truth.
0: What's and, what's the truth of that?
1: The truth is I'm not enough and I'll never be enough. Like ever. Yeah. But that's okay. That's what we got to understand. You know, I'm not enough but it's okay because i have a god you know and i have the oppor- i have the power and the opportunity to love and that if i if i do that if i but that requires that i set myself aside so pride is a challenge to the very fundamental belief system that either takes us towards love or away from it so am i going to is my belief system going to be in me or in the truth And so I feel like I'm not enough. Well, what am I supposed to do with that? That's not, you know, no one feels like they're enough, by the way. The only people that may actually really feel like they're enough are the people who are so prideful they have become completely blinded to all truth because they aren't enough, enough. And then sadly, eventually in life, the reality hits. You never get away with that forever. You just don't. And then when it hits, the further you've gone in your pride, the worse the crash is. I mean, it all comes down like, yeah, yeah like yeah. like a giant house. So where's gratefulness connect with pride? I, I, I always say gratefulness is pride's kryptonite. So it's, um, it's my antidote. To pride because I still struggle with you know my children do well and I'm so proud of you, you know, like I'm so so proud of you for for that accomplishment I'm so proud of you for um, for being humble I'm so proud of you for different things and 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 so then I ask myself what do I mean by that. You know what? So I'll go, go, Okay. what do I mean by I'm proud of them for that? Am I really proud of them? Well, if I'm I would say if I'm really proud of my child, what I'm saying is that I'm proud of what I have done in raising them to make a good decision. And most of that's not even what I've done. I mean, I've had influence and but I'm not I'm not proud of that. I'm incredibly like I'm so grateful. So I, it's, it's like I need somewhere to go with that emotion yeah. to, that I call pride or proud. I gotta, I, it's not like I know it's right. I don't think that the feeling I have for that they did something well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Yeah. But is that truly? Am I going to allow that good thing to become a bad thing mm-hmm. where it becomes a pride thing, yeah. and then I encourage them to become prideful, and then when they don't accomplish it, they feel like nothing. They they got shame, so they go. So then I lead them to live this life where they're either proud or they're ashamed, and ashamed and pride are the same thing. They're just the opposite sides of the same coin. And I want them to live a selfless, grateful life, humble life.
0: So the appropriate response then we should work towards is uh, gratefulness.
1: Yeah, grateful. Everything a
0: gift. Everything's a gift. Everything's a gift. Where. I think if you're prideful, it's more like you're, you're entitled. You deserve it. Yeah, Whereas you earned it. You earned it, so therefore it's yours. You should have it. Mm-hmm. Where gratitude is and gratefulness is everything, breath, friends, finances, material is a gift. And yeah, you don't it's, take on it. Or it's a for blessing
1: it. for sure, right? It's, mm-hmm. it is a, it's a blessing. Sometimes we do things that contribute to something that happens, but even the things that we do were gifts, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like everything with everything that I have to offer to this situation, if I offer it purely yeah. and in love, which is the best possible thing, that's the strongest thing I can do. Like the weakest thing I can do is offer it in pride. Mm-hmm. Pride is weakness pretending to be strong. But if, if, if we become truly strong, meaning that we understand that we're weak, but we're willing to fight on, not for ourselves but for God and others, then in that we can offer everything that we have from the best possible position. So pride is, um, it really is weakness pretending to be strong. And in the end, it, it, it eats our own lunch.
0: Okay. That brings us to the end of this episode. Anything else you'd like to add before we sign off?
1: You know, um, when we were talking the other night, you asked me a question. I thought I really hope I wish you would ask me that question here, <laughs> and I can't remember what it was now. But I think it was, and, and I, if I could think of it, I would know the answer. But I thought it was a great question. It was like, you know what, something along the lines of uh, what what is it? What's a sign that we're prideful? Yeah. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was. How do you know what what is something in my life that would be a um A gauge or a red flag for me
1: that pride is inside. Yeah, that's right. And as you asked that, I finally remembered the answer. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? We become easily offended. We become very easily offended, and I just thought it was important to throw in here uh, because because it's pride that is easily offended, and the problem with offense is offense destroys the offended. I mean, that's this goal in our lives, and so if you're if you if someone is incredibly hard to offend it's because they're not prideful they're more selfless so it's like they understand that whatever you're doing to them is saying nothing about them and so they're not going to take the bait of changing who they are or or allowing pride to take root in their lives as a response to how other people are treating them because when we do that if you think about this when we do that we give control of our lives to other people and we totally lose it And then we build up this pride that is constantly demanding how we should be loved and demanding how we should be respected and demanding how we should be treated, which is beyond our control. Mm I mean, you might be able to make someone treat you a certain way if you have the authority or the power in that situation, but you have no control over why they're doing it. So they, they could be seemingly respecting you, but there's no respect at all. It's 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 a losing battle in that sense. So, but when we're prideful, um, that's what we do, and we become very easily offended. Um, And when we're selfless, we're almost impossible to offend. Now, sometimes we may feel offense, you know, but but we're not going to chase that that dog down that hole. It's a trap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a lot to lot to chew on. Yeah, it is. But it's worth it's worth chewing on.
1: It really is, and um, man, it's, it's, it means a lot to me because it's one of the one of the things that transitioned my life the most. Because I think I mentioned it in an earlier podcast, but um, I just never forget hearing the first time hearing someone say that that pride was not a good thing, or that the Bible suggested that pride was not a good thing, and that just seemed like a foreign lang- like mm-hmm. just didn't make sense, none whatsoever none and it took me a long time to understand it but now all these years later it's like you know i understand why my dad didn't want me playing with the toy gun now you know and and why and and it's like any sign of pride at all i'm like just stop please stop listen and think because you're playing with death like this these this is the difference between life and death and if you get started with it it's going to be hard to stop it so yeah avoid it at all costs
0: this brings us to the end of this podcast, Kenny. So keep keep your eyes on God's word, no matter what.
1: Yeah, trust God's word, no matter what. I, keep your eyes on the horizon. I messed that
0: one up, didn't I? <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> Until next time, we'll see you later.
1: Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject and make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.